Welcome to Baguette Baguette. I'm TK, Terry Kaufman, an American living in France for the last 22 years. And I'm Marie-Aude Mérigui, born in Paris, and well, I've been living here my whole life. We wanted to make a podcast about everything we love about France. French food, French music, French culture, you name it. Enjoy the episode! So today we're going to talk about something that if you've ever been to France, uh, you have probably passed one. If you're walking down the street, uh, maybe on the corner of a street, you're kind of hungry and you're looking for a place to eat. It might be a bistro, maybe. It might be a restaurant, kind of. It could be a cafe, could be. But it's probably a brasserie. And that is exactly what we're going to talk about today, a brasserie. Yes, Cherry, exactly. And um, because to me, growing up in France and especially near to Paris, brasseries are the typical big city experience when you are here in this country. Exactly. So let's try to define it a little bit. I mean, a cafe is where you're actually going to sit down and have a drink, have a cafe. Uh, you can have something to eat, but it's it's probably going to be a snack menu, something that's kind of relatively quick and not always something that's cooked, something like a sandwich or maybe some charcuterie or a salad or something like that. Um, a bistro, yeah, you can eat. It's normally like a small uh, a small restaurant with 10, 20, uh, 20 tables. Um, it's normally got a you know a different menu every every day. It's all always written on the ardoise on the blackboard there, and they come and they sit that down in front of you, and you can take a look at that. Uh, lots of daily specials, uh, home cooked meals. Uh, um, and bistros can be obviously very chic and also kind of more uh, uh, neighborly uh, kind of place. But uh, what sets apart a brasserie is, well, that it's open all day. You can go early in the morning until very late at night. And that's kind of something a little bit different. And they have, I would say, a fixed menu uh, where it's not going to always change every day. It's going to be typically a very fixed menu. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, and they, you know, if you, when, you're, when you're going there, you typically have, you know, it's pretty, pretty semi-fancy. It's got some cloth on the, on the dinner table and the waiters are always wearing maybe a boat tie or a vest or something like that. So it's kind of a kind of a swanky place to go. Yes. And thank you, Terry, because uh, even me living here for like my whole life, I'm not sure I would have been able to differentiate all of those. And for sure, Brasserie is um, has something that's, yeah, a, a poshy touch, I would say. Mm -hmm. So why did you want to talk about Brasseries today? Well, to me, Brasserie, the idea of a Brasserie rings a very personal bell of um, long walks through Paris, uh, visiting with my grandparents, with my parents, and enjoying the city and uh, making a stop in a brasserie to drink something fresh or a hot drink and uh, pushing further the magic of visiting this great city. So it's very much about those great memories of me being a little girl. That's sweet. Uh, for me, it's kind of like, uh, it's where you could go uh, for a, a business lunch. It's where you can go after work to have a drink as well. It, it's, it's true that it is a good place to take a break because a lot of times cafes and, and bistros are actually quite small and brasseries have a lot of space, it feels like. Um, and it's, it is a kind of a family place. But it is kind of classy. It's exactly where your grandfather might take you. Um, but then again, you can eat there with your friends as well. So uh, so yeah, it definitely is a good place to, to have a rest. You have a little bit of elbow room. You have some space. It's not always a quiet place, however. It is kind of noisy. Yes, it's noisy. It's lively. You have waiters and waitresses running around all over the place and sometimes yelling the orders at each other. And uh, you hear the knives and forks clinking. And, you know, you have all of this. And it's part of uh, the decor, I would say, of the experience of a brasserie. 
Yeah, definitely. It's funny you talked about the, the waiters and waitresses, and it's true. They they tend to be career people. They they walk very fast. And it, like I used to work a bit in the restaurant industry when I was in the U.S., and I think what we had like maybe five tables, five or six maximum uh, tables that we would wait on. And when you're looking at a, at a, at a waiter or a waitress in a brasserie, they probably have 10 to 20. Um, so they're moving fast because, well, they have to. <laughs> and they're not working for the, they're not there to chat with you like you would in the U.S. You chat a bit, to, you know, kind of get better tips. You know, that's not the way it works. They're there to get the food on the table as quickly as they can. Can, and they're extremely efficient, uh, but also and also very well dressed in the little bow ties and everything like that. Yes, and also uh, most of the time they do not even write down your order. You know, they memorize it. I always admired it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also with the number of people that they are. Yeah, so so don't be offended. If you do go into a brasserie and they're quite quick, uh, it's not that they're they're cold. It's just that, well, they got a lot going on. And uh, if you are going to order, you just need to go ahead and order. <laughs> you, that's part of your job when you show up and sit down. Is like, well, you know what you're going to get. Because it's true that the menu doesn't necessarily change. It tends to be the same, the same menus in different brasseries. Exactly. I mean, it is also part of what I would call the magic of a brasserie is that it is also a sure place, meaning that you know what to expect. And uh, you usually have your favorite orders that you will always go back to um, because it's usually good food and good cooking. So how about we take some time and we'll go through what could be a typical menu of a brasserie. Okay, so if we talk about a menu, we did say that like in a cafe, you could have what I would call snacks. So that's going to cover like I would say salads and sandwiches and, and croque monsieur. But here you're normally looking at like your full course meal, your entree, your plat and dessert. So let's look at the entrees. So what you could find is maybe like a French onion soup, a soup à l'oignon. You could maybe find like a little salad kind of thing, like a poireau vinaigrette. So that would be leeks with a vinaigrette sauce or an avocado or like you can find a oeuf mayonnaise, which is a hard boiled eggs with mayonnaise um, or something a little bit more meaty if you want foie gras if you're feeling like you, you got a little extra cash in your pocket, you could always go with foie gras or maybe some uh, charcuterie. Uh, yeah, and I would add to that uh, the terrine. There's always, it's a kind of pâté that's usually homemade and that you pretty much can find in any kind of brasserie in France. And it's very good. Yes, totally. And super good with a little glass of red wine and some, uh, and some fresh baguette and you throw the terrine on there. That's excellent. So is that what you're going to go with for your entree? Yes, that's Especially what I will go for, the terrine. For me, for some strange reason, it's oeuf mayonnaise. It's just a hard-boiled egg with homemade mayonnaise with maybe some salad thrown in there. But it's just so good. I mean, it's something you could eat at home, but it's just 10 times better when you eat it in a brasserie. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, and I don't know why, but it doesn't really taste the same when you do it at home. I don't know what they put in it. It's just eggs, but, you know, it's the magic of it. Totally. So if we look at the different uh, plats, so that would be the main course, we could probably definitely expect, I would say, a, a steak frites, so like a piece of meat with some French fries, uh, steak tartare. I don't know if anybody's ever had that, but it's the, the kind of the raw steak that's um, that's minced with a lot of different things that, that are put inside. Uh, a bit of fish, maybe a salmon or a salmonière, um, some chicken, chicken à la Normande, so it would be kind of a supreme uh, creamy sauce. Or uh, other really traditional French dishes, I would say like a boeuf bourguignon or boeuf au carotte, something like that. Uh, and of course, if you're just feeling kind of American that day, you can get a burger. Yes. And you will also always find something that comes from the ocean. Not that much, but at the very least, you will have um, some fish, which they call usually poisson du jour, and it's delicious. Something else that you find in brasseries in the main courses are the classic French fries, sautéed potatoes, puree, that, and sautéed um, vegetables as well that accompany the meat and the fish and that are fresh and very good. 
Yes, exactly. And you were talking about um, seafood, and it seems like when you're in a brasserie that's near, um, I would say, uh, like a train station, it seems like there's always a, a bunch of like these big seafood platters with a little bit of everything with like oysters and shrimp and all this kind of stuff and all things I've never seen before. Yeah, and I also guess that is part of the deal that people, uh, for example, that live in Paris, so so far from the ocean, that they go to the brasserie because they know that the seafood is going to be delicious. Yeah, that's for sure. And sh everything actually is really good. And I think it has might have something to do with um, Rangis, which is the place where basically all the food in France goes to one location just outside of Paris, which is called Rangis. And then all the, the buyers, uh, like for the restaurants and, and, and the brasseries and all this kind of stuff, they go to Rangis and they buy the food for that uh, for that day or for that week. And it would be interesting for us if we could to do a, do an episode just on Rangis, because it's like it's a word that everybody in Paris knows, because if you've had the opportunity to go, apparently it's just absolutely fantastic place to be. It's just Just all the food in, in France and maybe even Europe just goes to this one location and the choice is just fantastic, which maybe explains the quality uh, behind, uh, behind these brasseries. Yes, I think it does. It's really part of the, the legend here. I agree. So if we look at dessert, what we can expect in dessert would be like a chocolate mousse, uh, a creme brulee or a floating island. It's called an île flottante. Um, or you can go with a fromage blanc or maybe a panna cotta, um, which with a kind of a, a coulis de fruits rouges, which sounds great in French, but it's really difficult to translate in English. But it's more like a, like a jam, like a kind of a liquefied jam that's really delicious with red, uh, normally with a lot of um, raspberries and, uh, and things like that. So like a red, uh, red fruit jam, I guess we can call it like that. Yes, it is delicious. I agree. I mm, very often go to that one, but there's also another one that is, you can find, I guess, um, everywhere chocolate cake. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and I would add to it that a few years back, I don't know when it started, but there was a new trend that sticks because it's good. It's the café gourmand. It's when at the end of your uh, meal, You're not sure about a dessert and you want a coffee or maybe a tea and you will order that selection of small sized desserts, um, different desserts that they have in the menu um, with your, co your coffee. And it's very good and it's a very good compromise because you can taste many different desserts, small size. I think that is one thing that definitely needs to be exported to the U.S. where you have your coffee, but then you have like three or four little desserts and, uh, and they're all like little bite-sized desserts instead of one big dessert. And, fr and frankly, it's just, it's just fantastic normally. And it's also a little bit more expensive too. So I think they're, they're coming out ahead. So Thierry, how about in the United States? Does anything that looks like a brasserie exist or an equivalent? Yeah, in fact, I was thinking about that. And I think the first thing is we have to take all the chain restaurants out because a, a brasserie is normally not at all a chain. Um, and it's more of like a neighborhood kind of restaurant. Um, I, I think so we have to take out all the chain restaurants. Um, the thing that comes to mind is it's not necessarily a diner, but there is something very American about a diner that it's open all the time. You can go when you want and you know you're going to have a blueberry pie with ice cream or uh, uh, something with mashed potatoes. Um, and so there's there's kind of that aspect there, but it's a little bit more chic, I would say, than a, than a diner. Um, it's a little bit more festive as well. And so it makes me think of like in the, in the 90s, there started being these craft brewers because in fact, a brasserie, the name comes from the idea at the base is a, a brewery. And uh, you started getting these craft brewers that kind of semi-upscale, you had pretty good food, it's kind of a lively atmosphere, it's pretty fun at the same time. And so um, it makes me think of kind of that atmosphere, a little bit less playful, a little bit more formal, um, but it is definitely like I'd say a cultural experience when you go. 
You know, it's true that we, we did talk a lot about Paris, but uh, brasseries are not just Parisian. And um, you, whatever big city you are in, in, in France, you're going to find a brasserie. And for example, there's a really good one in Lyon. It's called Brasserie Georges. And this thing mm -hmm. is just immense. And, and they actually do brew their own beer there. And um, it's just an, an immense, uh, a massive restaurant. I mean, it's like about the size of a football field. It feels like when you go in. So it's really loud and noisy. And it's a great place to go on a, on a Sunday uh, and have like a, you know, wonderful two-hour meal. Oh, yeah. And... For sure, there are many other cities than Paris and France where you can enjoy a brasserie. Um, I'm thinking about places I went in Toulouse, Place du Capitole, uh, in Bordeaux as well, and I'm sure in many other cities um, like Lille, things like that, or Marseille, things like this. Exactly. It's definitely definitely something to try in whatever big city that you happen to be in in France when you come for a visit. Um, my suggestion would be in Montparnasse, in fact. So Montparnasse, you can go up to you know the Montparnasse Tower. You have this great view of all of Paris. That's fantastic. And in fact, there's a little teeny um, road. It's called Chemin de Montparnasse. And in fact, it's, an, it's a place where all these artists about 100 and 150 years ago had their workshops. And so it's a really interesting little street. And just next to that, uh, there's at least like three or four different um, brasseries that you can choose from that are very famous as well. And I would suggest either La Coupole or La Dôme. Those would be my two suggestions. Oh, yeah, those two are, are two very good ones. I agree with, with your choice, Terry. So how about you? If you were to go to a brasserie and order something, anything, what would be your choice? Ooh, that's a tough choice. I think I'm going to go with the oeuf mayonnaise. Um, and then I almost every single time have to get the steak because it's just so good. It's steak frites. It's just fantastic. Pièce de boucher or whatever it may be, an entrecote. It's just uh, it's just really, it's, it's super good every single time. And to finish, it's pretty much every time the same thing as well. It's a crème brûlée. And it's only good when you're in a brasserie, really. Um, what about you? Um, I would go for the terrine for sure with nice, fresh bread. Um, but if I'm not that hungry, I would order a simple salad, which is I enjoy as well. And then I would go for um, anything with the French fries, for sure. <laughs> uh, that could be the chicken, that could be some piece of meat, I don't know, but usually it's something with the French fries and pepper sauce. Ah, yes. Um, and yeah, that's so good. And it's, as you said, for the creme brulee, it's always better in a brasserie than anywhere else. Um, and then I would end up eating something with chocolate. So I would go for maybe the fondant au chocolat, that, that delicious chocolate cake that they do um, most of the time, or just a simple coffee. But I'd like to add that in terms of an experience, I would advise that we go to a brasserie whenever. If, even if we're not hungry, it's okay, because the pleasure is also to sit here and enjoy the mood, the city, and the place you're in, and just sipping a nice, fresh orange juice or something like this is already something to experience. Totally. I totally agree. And it's a great way just to kind of sit there and people watch and just uh, and take a break. <laughs> I tell you what, this is definitely making me want to go out to a brasserie. All right, Maria, talk to you soon. Yeah, talk to you soon. Thank you, Terry. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please follow us on Instagram and let us know what you love about France. Maybe it'll be our next episode. Allez, until next time. À bientôt. À la prochaine.